Welcome to episode number four of the EAIE podcast series. I'm your host, Laura Rumbly, and I serve as Associate Director for Knowledge Development and Research at the European Association for International Education. Thanks so much for tuning in. This episode turns its attention to a major global consideration, the United Nations 2030 Agenda and the Sustainable Development Goals, or SDGs. As many of us are aware, the agenda and the SDGs sketch out a vision for the world where good health, vibrant societies, and environmental stability prevail. There is clear articulation of the importance of both education and partnerships, or solidarity, in achieving these objectives. So this points us inevitably to the realization that international higher education sits at the nexus of a great deal of the work that may deliver results when it comes to making progress against the SDGs. In thinking about our guiding theme of forging creative pathways for the 2020 Conversation Starter Essay Series, we felt strongly that exploring some current thinking about the dynamics between higher education and the SDGs would be very useful, which brings us to today's guest. Josep Filalta is Executive Director of the Catalan Association of Public Universities, as well as Director of the Global University Network for Innovation, or GUNI, as it's commonly known. GUNI is a Barcelona-based network with regional offices situated around the world. Its membership consists of higher education institutions, research centers, networks, and other stakeholder organizations related to higher education who all share a common commitment to strengthen the role of higher education in society with a particular orientation toward public service, relevance, and social responsibility. The Sustainable Development Goals are, in fact, one of three core topics that the GUNI Network is focusing on in its current two- to three-year cycle of research, engagement, and knowledge development. So if anyone does, the GUNI Network has its finger on the pulse of some of the key issues we're keen to unpack. Specifically, what do the SDGs mean to international higher education, and what does higher education mean to the SDGs? I'd like to ask a fairly big question to kick things off. Um, As we all know, of course, 2020 has been an extraordinary year. A global pandemic has spawned enormous social, economic, political disruptions. I wonder how you see all of this affecting Agenda 2030. Do you think that we will possibly see slower than hoped for progress against the Sustainable Development Goals because our attention is going to be necessarily diverted to this very difficult new situation we're facing at the moment? Or uh, do you see some reasons to be optimistic about the progress um, against Agenda 2030 as you look into the short-term and longer-term future? Thank you for the question. Indeed, the pandemic crisis is having and will have in the future, of course, relevant disruptive effects around the world. And higher education is also experiencing winds of change at the same time. We are seeing how some old patterns which we were settled in recent decades will have to be rethought. But I believe that the pandemic is not an isolated event. Some people saying that, I'm I'm not not agree with that, but it is inserted in a real change of era, a change of uh, era with a great social, economic, technological, and cultural transformations. Regarding your question of, on the uh, 2030 agenda, the COVID-19 crisis will clearly affect their implementation, of course. Governments, as you were mentioning, will focus more on the, let's say, urgent health, economic, and social crisis, and SDGs will be secondary on the list. And in higher education especially, there will be, of course, emergencies, important things to tackle, unforeseen changes that will concentrate the attention and priorities of the university leaders. 
But I believe that we will make progress at least in one crucial aspect, perhaps more than expected, in collective awareness and in extending the paradigm of sustainable development around the world. I think that the pandemic crisis will make us rethink policies and priorities, and sustainable development will increasingly be seen as essential. In my view, the crisis will once again give a key role to the public sector and the political management of common affairs. And despite neoliberal currents, let's say political disaffection, current crisis of democratic systems, I would say that the pandemic crisis reaffirms the need for a robust public space, which is the pillar of advanced societies. In that sense, politics and public management become more than ever key areas for progress and collective well-being. And likewise, despite a certain present resurgence of the national states, at least in Europe, it is, from a point of view, inevitable that the politics and management of collective affairs are increasingly tackled in the global and local spheres. The old, uh, as you know, aphorism of, uh, let's say, thinking global and act local, from my point of view, will take one more strength and meaning. Extremely interesting to really imagine this as a pivotal change moment globally and uh, with the impacts that you cited on um, the public sphere and the public space in so many different dimensions. So a lot to think about there, I think, when we imagine higher education operating in that changing environment. Some of us may be working at higher education institutions where the sustainable development goals are not clearly recognized as a priority. I wonder how we can ensure that they are squarely on the agenda of our institutional leaders, I think particularly at a time when there may be many other competing priorities, which we've already talked about. Within the higher education space, that might be really focusing on the fundamental need to ensure health and safety of students and staff and to deliver core academic experiences under extraordinary circumstances. So how can we or do we convince key stakeholders within universities that engaging with the SDG agenda still deserves support at this point in time? Uh, Yes, at at this point, I I would like to be optimistic. In my view, the Sustainable Development Goals will be gaining ground in the political agenda of higher education or in the institutional priorities of universities. Of course, with uh, very different rhythms and intensities, depending on, of course, national realities social context or, let's say, institutional realities of each university, etc. But uh, from my point of view, SDGs will gain ground due to, let's say, double pressure, one internal and one external. Internally, the various groups within universities, faculty members, students, of course, management staff, will put increasing pressure on their institutions to be more open to social needs and demands. That means to be socially responsible institutions and committed to society, as I mentioned before, both locally but also internationally. This domestic demand will often be associated with the SDGs. Externally, I would say that various stakeholders and governments themselves will also be orienting policies and incentives towards more socially engaged universities, often, of course, in connection with the goals of the United Nations 2030 Agenda. What needs to be kept in mind from my point of view is whether this assumption of the SDGs is primarily a means, let's say, of showcasing or really a part of the political priorities of an institution 
we have to recognize that progress since today has been modest and both universities and public administrations often, let's say, use the SDGs as a fat, as a, let's say, institutional marketing operation that pays off. So I would like to be optimistic in that way. So some pressures that may exert useful outcomes for those of us who care about the advancing agenda of the SDGs, but a concern around uh, rhetoric over reality or real developments. And that leads me into another question that I, I find quite compelling and intriguing to think about. I wonder what you think about the ranking of universities in relation to their SDG commitments or performance. Do you think those kinds of ranking exercises are helpful or hurtful uh, in the final analysis when it comes to making progress against Agenda 2030. As often has been said, the university rankings have come a long way and are here to stay, as many people say. That's, that's true. We have seen these in recent decades. More and more rankings everywhere uh, appeared in various areas. Of course, um, some of them research focus, some others at institutional level, at national level, and so on. The fact, from my point of view, is that university rankings have started to include references and indicators directly related to it, to the SDGs. doesn't seem to me an intrinsically bad thing. First of all, it reaffirms, let's say, the, the appeal and prestige of the 2030 Agenda. And uh, I would say at the same time, it shows us that there is business behind the SDGs, which I don't think is negative either. Where there is an interest or a social need, there is always business. So that means that SDGs is, is growing because of that. Another different thing is how these rankings are created and how these rankings are built. We need, of course, to be very careful and rigorous in choosing, for instance, indicators or metrics, defining characteristics of these rankings, make sure that they really show an objective, evaluable and comparable reality. And of course, we also need to check if they are tools that higher education institutions use to improve their commitment to the 17 SDGs, because we need to make sure that beyond this aspect of, let's say, social marketing, institutional marketing of the universities, there is rigor and a real will and desire for improvement of SDGs based on, let's say, institutional self-assessment of universities. Yeah, I really like that reflection on the fact that a thing in and of itself is potentially neither good nor bad. It's really about how it's conceived and how it's executed yeah. and the ways that it is applied that really makes all the difference in the world. And I, I would very much uh, agree with your position on that. I'd like to move from a more of a general discussion about this topic to a bit more of a specific one in relation to the Global University Network for Innovation, GUNI, which you lead. That network has brought together many different higher education institutions since its founding in 1999, I believe. And I wonder what you would say is the, the secret sauce or the recipe for the glue that brings universities together to join forces to work on a shared goal, such as the UN SDGs. How have you been thinking about that process of partnering up and collaborating across institutions when it comes to this you know, very big, very complex set of objectives that are embedded in the SDGs? 
First of all, <clears throat> if, uh, if you agree, I would like to briefly explain about, about UNI, about uh, the mission. It is about strengthening the role of higher education in society. We normally say contributing to the renewal of the visions and policies of higher education across the world under four main aspects. We call it to the public service, that's one. Relevance, that's the second one. Innovation, and the, the last one is social responsibility. As you mentioned before, UNI was created 20 years ago. It was promoted by UNESCO by the United Nations University and the Polytechnic University of Catalonia at Barcelona Tech. And I really believe that this mission that I just mentioned before was novel at that time and it is still fully needed in the current context that we are living on. Today, we are 249 higher education institutions, also some research centers and UNESCO chairs from more or less 80 countries. Guni, uh, that's, that's important for, for us, has a strong presence in developing countries for instance, in regions like Africa, Asia, Latin America. And uh, as I said, I think that's extremely positive factor. It is not easy to join so many institutions from these developing countries. And joining GUNI, I would like to say, is quite simple. You you just need to send a formal application to the uh, our headquarters and show that your institution is recognized as a university in your country and accredited by international standards. And that's all. The presidency and, and secretariat are hosted at this moment by the Catalan Association of Public Universities. And I would like to say that GUNI doesn't receive funds from the institutions that promote it. If you are a member of GUNI, there is no annual membership fees. So the GUNI Secretariat itself seeks funds in partnership with other institutions and actors to generate projects, re relevant activities. And I think this is an important, remarkable aspect of GUNI, which puts the network in constant, let's say, tension, but also injects a dose of necessary innovation in a small but highly qualified professional team. At the same time, as you can see, it must be said that this issue makes us also a little bit weak because we are depending too much maybe with the context, with other institutions to raise funds and establish alliances with third parties. Yeah? In this sense, I would like to mention the strategic value of cooperation, alliances, and mutual learning in the field of higher education. I would say that today, I don't know if you agree, more, more than ever, they are key factors. We cannot, let's say, conceive a university or a research center that doesn't establish alliances and cooperative systems with other academic or social institutions in an, let's say, increasingly reticular, interdependent world on a, on a local and global scale. I believe that for this reason, GUNI makes more than ever a real sense. And uh, I was mentioned before along these lines, uh, a few months after the United Nations approved the 2030 Agenda, GUNI was fully in line with this and established the implementation of the SDGs in higher education around the world. In these first five years of application of the agenda, GUNI, as you maybe know, has organized international conferences on the agenda, has developed projects and seminars on topics related to SDGs, and has set up a group of, a group of international experts in the field. We, we modestly believe that we are one of the, let's say, international leading think tanks uh, and the, at the service of university systems around the world. That's fantastic. And it really does, I think, speak to that notion of the importance of that driving mission, uh, you know, that really keeps the uh, stakeholders engaged um, and something that really um, empowers and excites over a period of time. So very interesting to learn a bit about how that works in the context of GUNI and its global footprint, which I think is quite important. Ultimately, in what areas do you think higher education institutions can have the greatest impact in supporting implementation of the 2030 Agenda and why? 
it may sound a little, let's say, eclectic, yeah? but I think the biggest contribution that higher education institutions can make in relation to SDGs is to raise awareness and train, let's say, the millions of students who attend university classrooms each year. I have often stated that uh, most likely the SDGs will not be achieved or will only be partially achieved when we get the 2030 year. But I would say if universities were to fulfill this goal of raising awareness among new generations and training them in sustainable development, it would already be a historic milestone and a profound uh, change in our world. Maybe beyond training, of course, scientific research is also plays a very relevant role. If, if we look at it, all the objective of the agenda entail in one way or, or, or another the need for rigorous knowledge, scientific research and innovation. And here the role, of course, of universities is crucial, providing evidence, generating knowledge, developing research and innovation projects in accordance with the SDGs, that's also an important function that we need to, to strengthen in, in our institutions. Maybe finally, higher education institutions can become very fruitful spaces of neutrality and collaboration in society. The so-called um, academic diplomacy or scientific diplomacy can be a key factor of collaborating between institutions, uh, between companies with universities, civil society, and so on. This way of generating, let's say, spaces for collaboration, uh, I think it's also, it's, it's also important for SDGs and for higher education institutions. It's really encouraging to hear the multitude of ways in which institutions, higher education institutions, can play a role in advancing this important agenda. And that many of them are already things that institutions are doing and have done historically, but can really point these things toward super important common goals. So I find that very inspiring and encouraging. Our guiding theme for the conversation starter series of essays to which you have contributed one this year is forging creative pathways. I wonder if you could give us a sense of the role that you see creativity playing uh, in rising to the challenges that are put forward by the SDGs and Agenda 2030. I would say creativity must be one of the core elements of any higher education institution today. I would say innovation, creativity, and I would say the human dimension are, are three characteristics that will differentiate us from the artificial intelligence. By creativity, I mean creativity in classrooms, of course, creativity in laboratories and co-creation spaces. So because we are talking about the agenda, of the 2030 agenda, Creativity, I would say, is also a key factor in, a, in achieving SDGs. Without creativity and innovation, it will not be possible to progress in achieving the agenda. From a point of view, innovation and creativity must be at the service of the SDGs in the same way, for instance, that we need to strengthen the, the relations between science, technology, and humanities. And I congratulate you in choosing this guiding theme for this uh, year. I find it very accurate and very relevant in the times we are in, both, of course, in higher education and in the implementation of the 2030 Agenda and the Sustainable Development Goals. It's really um, fantastic that you see um, the, uh, a value you know, to this guiding theme of forging creative pathways, indeed, from our perspective at the EAE. It was sort of shocking how increasingly uh, appropriate or relevant that notion seemed to be as 2020 moved along or carried us along with it. 
Interesting also that you mentioned our artificial intelligence as sort of a, a touch point or an issue to consider in this discussion. We have another essay in the Conversation Starter Series this year that actually takes a look at artificial intelligence. Um, and I think it's an important counterpoint or part of this conversation as well. Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today. We really appreciate your expertise and your thoughtfulness about these very important matters around the Sustainable Development Goals and uh, Agenda 2030 as we move forward in this very, very complex year. Thanks to you, Laura, and to, to all the team. And I hope to see you soon in the next space for collaboration. We do as well. Thank you so very much. Again, that was Josep Vilalta, Executive Secretary of the Catalan Association of Public Universities and Director of GUNI, the Global University Network for Innovation. Josep's essay on the synergies between higher education and the SDGs can be accessed on the EAIE website on our blog page. You can find that at eaie.org blog, along with the other 2020 Conversation Starter essays that are being published in conjunction with the EAIE Community Exchange event. That's happening online on October 14 to 16, 2020. With the EAIE Community Exchange event just around the corner, our podcast series will take a brief hiatus, but will resume on Wednesday, October 28, 2020. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and are interested in hearing more. You can listen and subscribe to the series via any of your preferred podcast platforms. Also, please like and share the EAIE podcast widely on social media. And of course, we're always interested in hearing from you. Please send feedback, suggestions, and ideas for guests or topics to info at eaie.org. Thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to sharing another episode of the EAIE podcast very soon.